Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. The best inventory we've ever had. Not going to last long. Terrains, roads, forerunners, pilots, escapes. And don't forget, we say yes. Come see us. We've got plenty of financing options for you to get you in the vehicle of your dreams. And if you can't make it to one of our locations, you can always visit us online at MSAstore.com. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% Need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, talks picking it up. Let's go. He never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Now the picture connects Never asking for someone's help But it gets some respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds Skill of an artist This is 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause Ryu was ill Who would have thought He'd be the one That set the West in flames And I heard him Record with the crystal method, name of the game. Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church. I like bleach, man. Why you had the stupidest verses? Do this the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks through the roof. I heard from with that Fire and Mike got him out the dryer. He's hot. Find him in Fort Minor with top. But a fucking nihilist porcupine. He's a he's a the type women wanna be with. And rappers hope he gets eight years in the making, patiently waiting to blow. Now the record with your notice taking over the globe. He's got a partner in crime. This is equally dope. You won't believe the kind of that comes out of this kid's throat. All right, welcome in. It's great to have you with us on a Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Wes Moore and Justin Acre, along with the Wizard, Christian Weaver. It is countdown to kickoff eve. We're excited about tomorrow. We get to hang out with some Razorbacks, get a little insight into the upcoming season, and visit with some former Hogs as well. So looking forward to a big weekend and uh, hoping to see a lot of folks smiling faces tomorrow night over at the Hall. This is it. This is a huge week. Razorbacks report. Later this week, first practice, uh, Friday, Sam Pittman is going, and the strength and conditioning coach will speak with the media Wednesday. So we'll kind of get a preview of fall camp and uh, with the strength coach, get an update on how things have been going this summer. So it's here. You know, we've, you, we've been grinding through this, taking our vacation and, and just making it through the summer. It is, it is here, and it all starts with the countdown to kickoff tomorrow night. Yeah, everybody's getting ready. High school teams are in full go now, getting ready for, heck, we're a couple weeks away from the benefit games, you know, it won't be long. And then I actually had dinner last night with Nathan Brown and his wife, Jessica, and we were talking about the upcoming season. They're excited about getting going on camp this week, so they've had a great offseason. They have really high expectations for the upcoming year. Obviously, we talked about some of the other schools in the state that are looking forward to hopefully taking that next step forward after a couple of tough seasons. and. Coaching change down at UAPB, so you know we haven't even started digging into Division Two or any of that yet. But I mean, it's it's here. Phil still came out with his FCS All American list this morning. Okay, and four Bears were on it. Hmm. Barnes, second team returner. returner yep. Uh, your running back, Sh- Hale. Sh- no. Kylan James. The no, the transfer. Oh, the transfer. Yeah, was I think he was third or fourth Is team. Derek Powell. Yes. How about that? The yes. Ho- Hoxie native. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Pretty good then, transfer get, huh? Yes. <laughs> to add to that great running back room. Tamarian Wilson at safety. Second team. Okay. And then your first team defensive David Walker. Yeah, David Walker's a freak. Yeah, he's he was the first teamer. And then uh later on Jessup was fourth team, I okay. want to say. Yeah, Logan Jessup, another so five. Arkansas kid. Five guys yeah. on the FCS All America team. I think everybody there is an Arkansan, right? Walker, Jessup. Yep. Went that's uh that's Stuttgart and Barnes. Yeah, Cabot. Yeah. And Wilson's from Bryant. Wilson, Bryant. Yeah. Wow, and, how about that? Uh, who's the other one? Oh, and then the yeah. running back. Yeah. He's from Hoxie. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. That's awesome. 
Great to see. No, I mean, they've got, they've got talent all over the field. They're going to be really excited. So is the biggest question the quarterback? Can he build off of last year and improve? I think uh, I don't think they have any questions in Conway about him, but I think, yeah, probably so. Nationally? Yeah, I think that's probably why they're not getting much love in the preseason, but that's good. I think they like flying under the radar, but they're yeah. really excited about the talent they've got. So, And David Walker, is uh, he's a great story. Again, for those who missed that that whole story last year, I mean, he's a guy that played you know, a really good high school player and then under-recruited, he admitted. I mean, it was it wasn't getting done in the classroom. They ended up in mm-hmm. Division two and had a good season at, in Division two and then came to UCA, and they talked about him all fall camp, but what a freak show he was, and it turned out exactly that, and had a spectacular season last year and more to build on this year. And you mentioned Jessup, and he's a guy that probably doesn't get enough accolades. He was the guy that was, you know, he set the bar as far as the amount of tackles for loss and sacks and all those things. I mean, he's a remarkable player. So it's great to have a one-two punch. We were talking about that, you know, related to uh, – to uh, who's our Tennessee Titans receiver? Sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks, thank you very much. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, you get a star receiver on the other side, it should make things a little better for you. Yeah. So it's always nice to have somebody else for them to pay attention to, allow you to get freed up a little bit. Well, and, and the more depth you can create, and that's what UCA's done. Hey, that's what Arkansas is doing. I was looking at their defensive line. They have like four seniors at defensive tackle or five seniors at defensive tackle and four seniors at defensive end. Yeah. Uh, their depth on the defensive line is very impressive. When yep. you start looking at the depth chart and, the, and how old these guys are and how long have they been around and coming in from different programs as transfers and then with a lot of snaps, mm-hmm. it, it is. It's impressive. It's the deepest defensive line I've seen at Arkansas as far as seniors. Maybe ever. I'd have to go back and look. Yeah. but. When you think that's nine seniors on the defensive line? It's crazy. In this day and age, too, with guys leaving early, you don't see that a lot. Um, Is that concerning for next year? Very. Did you lose all of those guys? <laughs> yeah. But who knows what but, your team looks like, right, with yeah. the portal? And some of them, exactly. Some of them probably have an are, extra year. Yeah, have some red shirts available. COVID. And COVID years. Yeah. yeah. Is this the last year of COVID year? 2020? No. Because you could have been came in twenty twenty as a freshman, as a freshman, right? Twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. You can still have a red yeah. shirt. So one more year. Yeah. Okay. We're almost done with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've got a couple of those defensive linemen that are expected to start or certainly play significant snaps coming to countdown to kickoff tomorrow night. Tickets still available. You can go to one zero three seven thebuzzcom dot com for tickets, or you can pop by the hall and buy them in person. Although again, the fee free Friday is over. You missed your last chance at that, but still, I think a veritable bargain when you consider you're going to get Corky's barbecue and a great show and a lot of fun and. I think some real insight this year, especially is a, you know it's a good one. I love talking to the defensive linemen because you got new coordinators on both sides of the ball. I can't remember ever having expectations for a program as high as they are for Arkansas when you've got new coordinators coming in on both sides. And again, it's for the right reasons. I mean, it's not like they kicked Browse the curb because he sucked. No, um, you know, and I think you know, they liked obviously both coordinators. But I'm excited about the the new wrinkles you're going to get with the new guys. Sometimes it's good to get you know uh, a different perspective on things. Just to change things up. And I don't think it's going to be uh, too different offensively to where these players are struggling to pick up the playbook. Uh, defensively, there'll be some changes, but uh, I think they're going to be just fine with that. And and look, it's just like we just said. There's so many new transfers anyway that are going to be playing meaningful snaps. They, they had to learn a new defense no matter what. You know, if it was still Odom or if it's a new defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. It didn't really matter. Right. Just the guys that are here are adapting. I wonder how he, he's going to do. At his new stop. Odom? Yeah. I don't know, but I'll be rooting for the guy. I yeah. liked him. Yeah, to try to get him on. I'd like to see how. That's a that's a unique job. Um, and since I've been here, you know, a lot happened since I was off. Things always do. Colorado's heading to the Big 12. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of movement in college football. It isn't over yet. Big 12 is uh, in much better shape than we would have thought a couple years ago. They look like they were yeah. on the cusp of going under. And then now it's the Pac-12 that's on shaky ground, right? And they may not be done losing teams yet. I hear Arizona. That's been the number one that makes sense. And it does. I mean, you know, geographically, it's not a great fit for... But it's not... Again, it's not a bad trip for the Texas schools. And obviously, Colorado's a geographic anomaly, so it doesn't really fit with anything. And it adds to how good they are in basketball, at least. Sure. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yep. What would Arizona State do? Would they just leave them? Stay in the Pac-12, I guess, as long as it's still viable, but... And they could probably steal a couple from the Mountain West if they wanted to. You know, that's what I mean. Basically, that's what the Big Twelve did. They said, "Okay, we're going to take a non-Power Five yeah. bunch and bring them in." And you added some good schools. I think Cincinnati's a good, solid athletic program. Houston. Obviously, Central Florida and Houston's been great. Mm-hmm. You know, really great in basketball. So, you know, you could do the same thing at the Pac-12, and they may have to turn to that raid one of the smaller conferences. Yeah. And look, there are still. You know, we just talked about UCA. I mean, their their plan still is long term to move up. 
um, and being an FBS conference, and so that clears maybe some holes for schools that want to move up from the FCS. Yeah, I love the conversation you guys had last Tuesday with Dr. Teague. I, I listened to that on my way back, and uh, it, it sounded to me like the entire conference wants to go. Yeah, that's and right. Not just move as one team, individual team, but as the entire conference. Right, and the question becomes, do they go as a conference and become an FBS conference, or do they have to mm-hmm. split up and join you know, things like Conference USA or Sunbelt or something else? Um, we've got a guest coming up here in about 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Perry, head coach at Boxite, former Razorback. Uh, you guys may remember uh, Caleb Perry uh, as an offensive lineman under Coach Nutt from uh, 99 to 03. Played a lot and a good player at, uh, at the University of Arkansas. He started his coaching career. He was at Shiloh for a while under Josh Floyd. Uh, now he's the head coach at Boxite. And uh, over the weekend, one of his players, Marcus Wimberly, committed to the Razorbacks. And he's one of those guys got, I think it was one of an, a, a camp guy. He went to camp and they saw how impressive he was, uh, his stature, and then uh, offered him. And here he went back on his visit over the weekend and committed. It was pretty cool. Did you see how he committed? Didn't. So they're having a, like a meeting. They're in a meeting room. Coach Pittman's talking. His parents in there. All these uh, recruits were in there. And he's like just really talking about the class and how excited he was about the class and I think he said you know we've got 14 commitments already and and Wimberly raised his hand and said coach 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 can I say something he's like yeah yeah go ahead and he walked up to the podium and said coach you said 14 commitments that's wrong there's 15 I'm committing right now and the place kind of erupted. And 15 called, and 16. But 15 to 16, yeah, yeah. I see your point. That, it was a pretty cool uh, moment, and they all started calling the hogs after he made the announcement. He will still be pursued, I'm sure. He's not until the class of 25. He's a second commit, according to the story I read from, from uh, Richard Davenport. But um, hopefully his commitment is firm and he sticks around. So yeah, there's, uh, Michigan was in there somehow. Went to a visit, I think, to Michigan. I don't know if he has an offer, but, hmm. um, yeah, there's some kind of tie there. Yeah, we that, asked Coach Perry about it. That's the school that jumps off the page other than Arkansas, for sure, other than, you know, there's some smaller schools. But um, it's uh, – I was just reading his numbers. I mean, he's he's 185 pounds, 183 pounds. He benches over 300. I mean, wow. obviously pretty impressive athlete. So 6'1", good size, so. And he's a projects a D back, I guess. Yeah, safety. I, sound looks like a safety to yeah. me. There's no telling what he's going to look like in two years, huh? No. Well, anyway, we'll talk to his coach and and uh, get his thoughts on the state of the program in addition to his uh, player making a verbal commitment to Arkansas. Speaking of Razorbacks, a couple of guys getting some attention today, and you know I don't spend a lot of time on this kind of thing with preseason watch lists and things of that nature, but. You know, the Maxwell Award's a pretty good one, and K.J. and Rocket Sanders are both on there. Not surprising, right? I mean, they're going to be on just about every list that matters. I mean, mm-hmm. wait for the Doak Walker, Heisman Trophy list. I mean, you name it. All those guys are going to get, you know, preseason interest across the board. Yeah, it's that time of the year, I guess, where the uh, watch lists are going to start coming out, and they uh, strategically do that. Uh, I think they have must have a master calendar so that they don't you know, overlap and, and, and steal each, uh, each other's uh, spotlight for the day. Um, but you got to think, uh, with those two, any list that comes out offensively uh, for their position, they're on it. Over the weekend, we had some combat sports and uh, some interesting post-fight interviews, as well as an interesting fight lead-in that ended up being on the right side of things. Eminem was uh, representing one of the fighters in the big boxing match over the weekend, and then you had a really good card in the UFC that we'll get into here in just a little bit after we visit with Coach at the bottom of the hour. NFL news over the weekend as well. I'm uh, still working my way through quarterback, but... Keeping an eye on what's going on. Apparently, you guys probably talked about this a little bit, the whole Sean Payton thing Yeah. later in the week. Yeah. Um, Sean Payton going after Hackett, the former coach in Denver, and he's walked back his comments a little bit, but not before Aaron Rodgers took a shot at Sean Payton defending his coach, who he's worked with uh, before when he was in Green Bay. And obviously, is a little protective of him. I'm not going to ask you about Sean Payton's comments directly, but I will ask you to maybe address Nathaniel Hackett as a coach and what he means to you and what he can bring to this Jets team. That story goes out there. I had about a million texts from people in the coaching community saying that was out of line. Was there? Yet you see Hackett out here. He's still pumped up. I don't think it affects him as much as maybe it affects everyone on the outside. And yet you and him have this great bond and union together, where you've always had his back. He's always had yours. Yeah, I love Nathaniel Hackett and. Those comments were very surprising. Um, to, for a coach to do that to another coach, 
My love for Hack goes deep. You know, we had uh, some great years together in Green Bay. Kept in touch. Um, love him and his family. He's an incredible family man, incredible dad. And on the field, you know, he's arguably my favorite coach I've ever had in the NFL. Just his approach to it, how he makes it fun, uh, how he cares about the guys, uh, just how he goes about his business with respect, with leadership, with honesty, with integrity. And it made me feel bad that someone who's accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure that they have to take another man down to set themselves up for some sort of easy fall if it doesn't go well for that team this year. thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep uh, my coach's names out of his mouth. Hello. Mm. Get him. Uh, I like Aaron Rodgers defending him. That's cool. But, um, and I don't pulled a Will Smith. He did. At least he didn't smack him in the face. You know, it does seem unnecessary for Sean Payton. And the thing is, I don't think there's any passes for him. I mean, that was a Denver team that... Had Should have been better. Yeah, had significant expectations. Now, maybe they mishandled the quarterback, but you don't have to bash the other guy. Just go show what's up. I did read a story this weekend that apparently Russ has lost some weight, and he's expected to use his feet a little bit more this year. So we'll see if that works out. But there's no excuses. There's expectations through the roof. You pay that kind of money to Sean Payton, everybody in the league respects the guy for what he does as a head coach. You know, there are a lot of teams that would like to have him as their head coach oh, right yeah. now. Um, there's no need for that. I don't see the point of that. But anyway... Regardless of whether or not you go, hey, I inherited a dumpster fire, or you say, wow, this is a really good situation that maybe underachieved a little bit last year, your expectations are the same regardless, right? Yeah, it almost felt like to me he was trying to take some pressure off Russell Wilson. Like, by saying that... Yeah, that makes sense. ...that it wasn't my quarterback's fault. This was all about coaching and, and the, the offense, which was so bad give Russell a break. That's what that's what I read into yeah. it. I mean, why else would he do it? It doesn't make any sense that a coach with that, like you said, of that stature that would... And coaches don't attack other coaches. Not you typically. Ne- you never, very rarely see that. Yeah. Uh, they sugarcoat it, they step aside, or they just don't say anything about another coach. He also, uh, speaking of Aaron Rodgers and Hackett now, talked about the Jets in this interview with USA Today. I don't know if you guys mentioned that the other day, but he talked about how he, he doesn't think they're going to live up to the expectations. So he's going after everybody. Wow. Yeah. He said uh, he said it doesn't happen often where an NFL team or organization gets embarrassed, and that happened here. And then he talks about with the Jets, he says, uh, talking about the situation, he says, um, you watch, hard knocks, all of it. I can see it coming. Remember when Dan Snyder put the Dream Team together? I was at the Giants in 2000. I was a young coach. I thought, how are we going to compete with them? Deion Sanders is there now. Hmm. That team won eight games. So listen. Just put the work in. So he's saying, basically, you know, just because you bring in a superstar quarterback doesn't mean you're automatically going to have a great season. Mm-hmm. I think we're all expecting the Jets to be pretty darn good. But Sean Payton's saying pump the brakes a bit. So maybe Aaron Rodgers is a little bit out of shape about that, too. Well, he should be. And that's just great bulletin board material for that Jets offense. I mean, the defense was good last year. The, and they, they had pieces offensively. They just didn't have a quarterback. And now they had the quarterback. So expectations should be very high for the Jets. Jets and Broncos on the schedule this year together? Yes. When? Uh, I saw it tweeted out. Doesn't matter. Weekend. I mean, if they're uh, playing each other, that'll be great. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah. We have when we have football this week. Yeah, NFL Hall of Fame game. Hall of Fame game. That's the tenth. Uh, no, I thought it was this week. No, you might be right. I guess we get a full slate next week. So yeah. we get one game this week and then a full slate yeah. next week. Yeah, you get football exhibition games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think next week. So some good ones coming up. The uh, Saints I saw open with Kansas City at noon on Sunday, a week from Sunday. Nice. For the exhibition game. I- I'm curious, like, when you're a new quarter or a quarterback at a new spot, like, I wonder if Carr will play much or at all in the first one. Do you? T- I can't remember. Do we typically see the Stars play at the beginning and then not play towards the end of the yeah. exhibition right. yeah, season? Yeah. He'll probably play a few possessions game one. I think so. I'd like to see what it looks like with him in there. Probably like two, and then they'll set him. I also, I also want to see how Jimmy Graham's moving around. And Michael Thomas. Yeah, Jimmy Graham's old as dirt now. He is, though, but he isn't. He, I mean, he sat out last year, too, and he, I was reading a story from him. He's also lost 20 pounds. He's completely changed his diet. He's in much better shape. He's rested, and he's ready. And he's 36. I mean, he's still 6'7". That's what he said. He said, I'm still 6'7". I still love the red zone. He can still be impactful. I don't think he's going to be, like, you know, first-team all-pro yeah, or anything. But yeah. the thing is, they need, just need him to be adequate because they do have other good receivers. Alave's another young receiver that's on the rise. So... I'm curious to see how they uh, they work that, and obviously you still have the maybe the most versatile offensive weapon outside of McCaffrey when he's healthy in Camara. So, where was he last year? He didn't play. Yeah, I don't know That's what happened. Was, he he was waiting to get picked up. But I again, was surprised he was back 
in the league because I just hadn't heard his name. Yeah, before. Chicago was the last stop I think he played. Yeah. So, I don't know what happened there. So, there are only three weeks of the exhibition season now. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess he, I forgot about you that. You know, he's got to Usually, typically, they don't play in week three. Mm-hmm. And so, he, I would think he plays a little bit in week one, a little bit more in week two, and then they set him in week three. Okay. Probably two possessions week one, whole mm-hmm. quarter week two, and then just don't play him third. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Jets and Broncos play game five, October 8th, it looks like. Where is wow. it? It's Jets at Broncos. <laughs> Jets at Broncos. Okay, well. It's better for the Broncos than being at the Jets. That would have been a firestorm. Well, it would be great for Hackett if they can go over there and win, too. He can he can give a big <laughs> F you to, uh, to the Broncos. So, Anyway, we've got some really good sound coming up here. I'm excited about it. One more thing here. Um, quarterback situation, a little bit unsettled in San Francisco, obviously. Brock Purdy trying to come back from the injury, but when he was in there, he looked really good. Here's Kyle Shanahan with an update on his potential starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean, Brock's just so detailed and committed in everything he does. So he didn't miss one day. I mean, every rep that he takes to get better in his health, I mean, he's delivered in everything he does. How committed he was to doing that, to being here, to going down to Florida, to being in Arizona. Um, Brock, if he was going to have a setback and something went wrong, was the only way we felt he wasn't going to be out of schedule by what he does. Okay. Working hard. And the Hall of Fame game is this Thursday. The third. Okay. Cleveland and the Jets. NBC, 8 o'clock. Well, I guess 7 o'clock our time. So we could see Aaron right out of the gate, theoretically. Uh, yeah, I would. Well, because the Jets will get an extra game. Yeah, if you play in the Hall of Fame game, you play uh, four. Okay, gotcha. So I don't know if he'll play or not. Yeah. I don't think I'd play him. Got too much riding on this, right? But you got to play him at some point. Just give yeah. him one position. Sit him down. Yeah. To respond to the firestorm. He and Hackett go out. Easy touchdown first week. You hope so. I mean, I don't know if Miles Garrett's playing, but I don't want him chasing my guy down first first (laughs) game either. So, 10-27, quick break. Come back and uh, we'll visit with the head coach of Boxite about his uh, player who just committed to the U of A and also get, uh, get his thoughts on the current state of the program. I'm sure he's had quite a few dealings with Coach Pittman. Uh, if only in conversations about Mr. Wimberly. But I'm sure he's got some thoughts on how things are looking this coming season. So we'll do that coming up. 10-28. Listen for Birthday Trivia in the Zone with Justin and Wes. Presented by Elia's Mexican Grill in Moralton, home of the chocolate nachos. Take exit 108 for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. Sports Center. Plenty of trades to get to in Major League Baseball this weekend. The Toronto Blue Jays acquired flamethrower Jordan Hicks from the Cardinals. Max Scherzer is on his way from the New York Mets to the Texas Rangers in exchange for shortstop Luis Angel Acuna, who is the brother of Ronald Acuna Jr. The Rangers also acquired left-handed starter Jordan Montgomery and right-handed reliever Chris Stratton from the St. Louis Cardinals right after the Max Scherzer trade. Some individual sporting results on Sunday. Lee Hodges got his first career victory as he coasted to a 24-under par 7-shot win at the 3M Open, and then Chris Buescher got his first race win of the season in NASCAR at Richmond in the Federated Auto Parts 400. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Bellin Sword and Conway has moved to a new larger location. Hi, this is Joseph Pena of the Arkansas basketball team. Bell & Sword is now located at 1011 Oak Street, a larger selection of everything for men. A Martin Dingman store within a store. More shoes and belts. More of your favorites. Peter Millar, Johnny O, Stacks, Mizzen and Main, and remember, a tailor on staff. Bell & Sword, 1011 Oak Street, Conway, on Facebook and Instagram. From 67167, it's Billy and Bubba, the Freeway Boys. Well, Billy, we're back working by Guatney Chevrolet. Well, until AI takes our jobs, AI ain't gonna shovel this gravel. I guess it could take the boss's job. Billy, 
AI is not designed to be useless. You don't need AI to find the best deals on new Chevrolets. Right now at Guadney, get brand new 2023 Silverados. Up to 7000 off MSRP and rates as low as 1.9%. Plus, 2023 Equinox at 1.9% or an optional 1250 cash back. Come see us at Guadney and avoid all traffic and construction. Northbound on 67, take the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. Right on Main and left on Bailey to our front door. Find new New roads to Guatney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102, GuatneyChevrolet.com. All offers with approved credit. Stock number 24505. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Brewskies is the spot for lunch downtown. Burgers, wings, sandwiches, loaded fries, and healthy options like wraps and salads. Prepared from scratch daily and made hot and fresh to order. Happy hour starts at 11 a.m. and those drink specials go with everything on the menu. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Monday night is poker night with two games nightly, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. only at Brewskies. Come on, man. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Give us a call at 661-1037. Now, back to the zone on the Buzz Radio Network. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my pants. in the zone. Welcome back. And our second segment, we were just telling you in the first segment, Arkansas got a verbal commitment over the weekend from Marcus Wimberly out of Boxite. And his head coach knows uh, how to get to the hill. Former Razorback Caleb Perry joining us now on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Coach, great to have you. How are you? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Glad to be here. So, uh, it's got to be a pretty good feeling for you, obviously, to get a uh, player who is going to commit to a Division One school is a thrill, but to have them commit to your alma mater, admittedly, not binding yet, uh, got to be an extra special thrill, I would think, for you. Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, you watch these kids grow up and you watch them work and train, and, and, and there's always such a... Uh, a period that they go through where they're not sure anyone's seeing them or getting noticed. and uh, But then just over the course of the summer, watching everything kind of fall into place for him. And, and then, of course, you know, there's just such a, a heart connection to uh, the University of Arkansas. I haven't played there myself. and uh, You know, it's, it's just uh, it's a dream as a coach to have a player uh, be able to go up there and uh, represent the state. So we're we're so excited for him personally and his family and just everything. It's it's going to be a great great experience for him. We can't wait to we can't wait to watch him. And and then even that that uh, you know the next two years he can just kind of relax and mm-hmm. just worry about his team and uh, just get better and you know all that stress is off of him. And so I think that's going to be I think that's going to be a good thing. I don't anticipate that other teams will give up on him completely, though, right, with two years left? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, you know, this this past summer, you know, when I spoke with uh, Jay Harbaugh, uh, he he told me when, when I talked to him, he said that he believes that he's one of the top safeties uh, in the country in his class. He said that he was – had his eyes on 55 guys and he believed he was in the probably the best one out of that group you know uh, and so I would have a hard time believing that uh, some of these bigger schools will just kind of lay down mm-hmm. uh, you know obviously with NIL money kind of makes everything interesting right uh, where, where kids can go and all that type of stuff I I, I do believe 
being an Arkansas kid and his family being right here, I think it'll be a tough sell uh, for him to go anywhere else. But uh, I think if he continues to grow, the fact that he's 185 now and running as fast as he's running a 437, uh, you know, if he gets up to 195, 200 pounds running that speed, you know, uh, I, I would imagine that people will continue to come after him. That's pretty filthy. Um, how about uh, with Coach Pittman? What's the process been like with him and the coaching staff to get to this point? And what have your impressions been of him generally? Oh, well, Coach Pittman, he's just such a gen- uh, genuine person. Uh, he, he's, he's always been, uh, you know, compassionate to, towards me and to our staff, even before, you know, Marcus was older. You know, he was always uh, just checking in on us you know he'll he'll send a text every once in a while to to us see how we're doing and so uh as far as having a tremendous respect for coach Pittman, uh you know we're we're excited and then then the position coaches i think uh you always want to make sure uh that those guys are truly interested in you and you know how position coaches are it seems like there there's seems to be a lot of changeover on every college team, you know, every couple years, so uh, that that aspect of it could be interesting if if guys leave or stay, you know, I I don't know those circumstances, but uh, I know that getting to know those coaches that are interested in him, the defensive coordinator, I know uh, has been a a good thing. He came to our spring practice and watched us, and we got a good chance to talk with him as well. Was there a point when you knew that Wimberley was going to be special? So when he was a ninth grader, we were uh, we got conference runner up, runner up in the seven four A. You know, we had to play against Joe T. Robinson and Arkadelphia, Malvern, and all these big schools in junior high, and he was just on another level as a ninth grader. He was good enough to play up in high school, but we wanted to keep that class together and have a chance to win a conference title with those guys. So we kept them down. Marcus ended up playing both ways in the playoffs. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, that last week that year, uh, we didn't make the playoffs that year. But uh, but anyways, that year, he, he, he was a guy that you knew was going to be a college football player. And I think, obviously, uh, how strong a kid is and how much they weigh and how tall they are kind of dictates what level they can actually go to. Uh, and, and with as strong as he is in the weight room, a sophomore defensive back benching 305, power cleaning 270. You know, we don't max on back squat just for safety's sake for kids, but he, I mean, he reps out 365, you know, for five, five to eight reps, you know, pretty consistently in our weight room and for a guy that uh it's that position to be that strong you just don't see it very often mm-hmm. and so I, I just knew the whole time it was a matter of time so people really noticed um you know this summer when he started going to those camps i, I really had a feeling when he when coaches actually saw him compete one-on-one against other players that that would be the driving force and when he went to uh, Memphis, he showed out. He showed out at UA, UAPB, but when he went to Memphis, uh, that coach knew Jay Harbaugh, and Jay called him. Was kind of like, you know, he. I think he was on the. Uh, people were really starting to take notice of him at this point, and so word started spreading about how good he actually was, just through the rumor mill of college coaches talking to each other. Because all those guys know each other, you know, and so they're 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 wanting confirmation on how good kids are and this and that. Of course, uh, I think when Marcus went to U of A, he did, he did really well there as well. And so that that's when everything really started. Uh, you know, the the dominoes started falling. I guess you'd say. Yeah. So talking to box, I said, Coach Caleb Perry about uh, Marcus Wimberly, who is uh, verbally committed down to Arkansas. So he is a guy, Coach, that you can use in a variety of ways. You're playing him on both sides of the ball. Do you, do you utilize him on special teams? What do you see for his role the next couple of years? 
Well, you know, at our level, he can kind of do it all. Um, he is he helps us on defense as far as you know. We play some of these older style run teams, and so he's a safety that can move down into the box. You know, we he could even he could even line up as an as an end or an edge and, and take on a fullback. But he's a guy that can also play uh, against CAC that quarterback. He can mm. drop. You know, drop into whatever zone you want him. He can, he can man up, uh, take away a team's best receiver. So he gives us a tool because uh, he's so intelligent. His football IQ is what one of the things that makes him so special. He's a coach's kid, and so he can just do it all. And it's the same thing on offense. We use him uh, as a wide receiver uh, on, on our right side most of the time, but we, we bring him into the backfield and hand him the ball on even power plays. We're lining up at a quarterback, kind of a wildcat type situation. And, you know, fake it, run it, or, you know, let him read somebody and all that type of stuff. And, uh, man, he's, he's just a great kid to have because his football IQ is so high. He literally can play every position. Yeah, I would think punt returner, kick returner, I'm just thinking how <laughs> scary that would be, uh, you know, with his speed and his size. That's um, – it's got to be pretty tempting to keep him on the field just about every play, right? It is. It is. You know, he's and he's a guy that uh, he goes so hard. He's going to have to really do a great job with his nutrition and eating uh, because we want him to be out on the field. Uh, and, and in the hot month, you know, obviously we want to try to prevent him from cramping up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we'll, you know, there will be some times when, you know, he'll have to come off and get a drink and, but as much as we possibly can, it's definitely best for the sake of the team for him to be out there. Sure. Uh, talking to Caleb Perry again on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, head coach at Boxite, former Razorback. Your first season was 99, Coach, is that right? At Arkansas, yes, sir. Okay. 99 until, until 2003. That was a pre- pretty special <laughs> season, 99. We're coming up on – you're getting old, Coach. 25 years <laughs> since that season. And, uh, you know, a lot of people harken back to the 99 – Tennessee game. I obviously didn't play in the '98 game, but what are your what are your memories of that one specifically? Well, I was just a young guy at that point. Uh, yeah, I think I was probably waving a towel on a bench or something <laughs> like that. Uh, but I, I do remember, uh, you know, that those moments uh, seemed to be surreal that I was even a part of some of those things, um, and just getting to know those players, those guys that went on to the NFL and uh, you know it's it's all those memories are so fond to think of what are your what are your I guess how would you compare like 99 to what it's like up there now I mean obviously they've added some things but it was pretty you know you had pretty loud raucous environment uh, and some really good teams in the in the late 90s but um, how would you compare the experience now to then basic athletes experience on campus or are you talking about the actual stadium itself yeah just either or i, I mean whatever I, just i mean impressions versus i think, I think yeah. the stadium if i remember correctly was still double-sided it, it was a bold in at that point the north, um, the north has changed yeah for sure yeah and, and so uh i think it's much louder you know i think when i was first at arkansas uh playing a war memorial the bold in stadium was kind of a an asset because it maybe it was a little bit louder uh but obviously with the way the stadium is at this point it's uh you know it's going to be hard to to compete with the noise uh in Fayetteville right now with the way the stadium is set up it's, it's amazing well how dissimilar or similar would you say the recruiting process is today to when you were getting recruited to Arkansas in 99 oh my goodness it's changed so much I, you know my dad and I when I was being recruited, I we drove and physically handed VHS tapes <laughs> to head coaches. Uh, you know, I had a good smile and a handshake, and you know, and that was kind of the way that we did it. Of course, we mailed VHSs out, but now everything is so instant. You know, you can have a kid have a breakout game, and within hours, you you put together a miniature highlight video, and you're you're texting directly. To position coaches, um, you know, and of course Twitter and all those uh, types of things, social media. I think I think Twitter has become a little bit of white noise in recruiting. I think getting your 
video directly to a position coach is probably the the number one uh, go to tool now uh, just to get it right to them. But uh, you know, it's just it's a completely different world. Completely different world. Oh three was my first year here, and it was a roller coaster. I mean, the highs of Texas and Alabama, and then there were the low, the Florida game. What what sticks out? What do you think about when people talk about that oh three season? Well, you know that that was a that that year. I really believe that we were uh, good enough to have a chance, maybe to win a championship. To, you know, maybe a shot at an SEC championship but obviously you know we we kind of had the a little bit of a reputation that we were gonna beat some goliaths and then kind of maybe mess around and uh you know maybe lose against somebody that we shouldn't have or something and uh i think those morning home games uh kind of were like uh drop games for us i guess is what you'd say uh you know we just one of the things about playing away is you're you're kind of in flight or fight mode, and when you're at a morning home game, to me those are the most dangerous games uh, in college because everybody's comfortable. You're a little bit sleepy, you know what I mean? And uh, just I don't know that those were always the ones that seemed to be the most worrisome to me. And that those were the I think those two games that was at the Auburn game and the Florida game kind of kind of got us when we felt like we could have beaten those two teams and we did you know so um, but uh, but yeah those, it was a great year we, I, I, those are memories I'll remember forever and I'm friends with those guys I actually hung out with Caleb Miller a linebacker mm-hmm. I, I hung out we were roommates in college I hung out with him this past weekend I see Jeb Huckabee who works at FCA with coaching I see him all the time you know those those relationships run deep you know so uh, you mentioned Wimberley's dad being a coach. Our text line's blowing up with people talking about Wimberley's dad as an athlete. What kind of an athlete was he? Man, he was he was uh, a bruiser. So I so it's I actually coached against Boxside. I coached at uh, Shiloh Christian when I first got into coaching as an offensive line coach, strength coach, and when we came down here to play Boxside at the pit. Uh, Tommy was a junior. Uh, Marcus was at, Marcus. Marcus was actually had been born. He and his uh, uh, Tommy and Kayla been married in high school, and their story is amazing. If you ever get Tommy on here to tell you his story and how God just was uh, really restored him at that time in his life, but so Tommy was a, a fullback linebacker. And he was just bigger than life. He he looked like a forty year old man out there, um, and he was a guy that we definitely had to account for. And I've seen videos since I've been here with him as a player, and he was kind of the you know they ran the split back beer. They had a very unique offense. Uh, I used to love watching their films whenever we had to play those guys because they were so good. They're running that split back beer uh, with Coach Watson, who was here. <laughs> Uh, you know, they had a great thing going. Um, and so, uh, but Tommy was kind of the dive back, uh, on offense. And, you know, he was a, he was probably 240, I would say, as a dive back. And, uh, you know, of course, as a linebacker, that's, you know, pretty, pretty large high school linebacker. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, yeah, comes from good stock, is what you're telling us. Pretty, pretty. Comes from good stuff. There you Comes go. From good stuff. That's nice. Well, that's good. It's uh, good to see the family tradition continuing and in, in Boxside and excited to see him following in uh, Coach's footsteps and heading to the hill here. Uh, and looking forward to seeing him play the next couple years, Coach. Lots of luck this fall. We'll definitely catch up again and see how things are going with you guys. And uh, as you guys get going on camp here, uh, wishing you well here as you guys get ready for the season. Yeah, thank you guys very much. All right, We're appreciate it. Coach. All right, very good. Awesome. Thanks, Coach. All right. All right. Keep- Caleb Perry. If I was coaching Wimberley, I'd probably be excited too. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, yes, it's always good to have parents who are athletic. If you're going to try to become an athlete, I, jeans matter. Yeah, I didn't have any. Didn't mm. have any jeans. Didn't even have any shorts. Wes well, had nothing. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to hit a break. We come back. I think our friends from Tacos for Life are already here, so we'll visit with them for just a second and uh, let you know how they're coming along. We will take a quick break as we do. 
Let me mention uh, our friends over at Guatney, and I know James and the folks over there probably thankful for a little cooler temperatures this morning as they're out walking the lot. Bottom line is, hot, cold, or indifferent, you go out to Guatney, the uh, deals are going to be hot for sure. They have been doing it for 60-plus years, since 1957, and right now, it's all about deals, it's about financing, it's about great service, that's what they're all about, that's what they hang their hat on. About 7000 off on 23 Silverados, and a low rate of just 1.9%. Yes, please. 23 Equinox, also available at under 2%, and no payments for the rest of the summer. Mm. That sounds like a good deal. If you're coming from Little Rock, there is some uh, construction going on on 67-167. You can get off and take the Main Street exit in Jacksonville, work your way around. And it's pretty quick and easy to get over to Guatney, but frankly, having gone out there quite a bit, I still get off at the Gregory Street exit. It's really not a big deal to get in and out of there. So don't be afraid of the construction because once you get in there, you're going to get the deal that you really want. Again, no payments, great financing, and 7000 off on 23 Silverados. Go by and see our friends at Guatney for all the details. You'll be happy you did. It's Guatney Chevrolet. All their vehicles, new and pre-owned, online at GuatneyChevrolet.com. Justin Acre for CertiPro Painters. We're all getting ready for summer, and if you want to spruce up your home for summer, CertiPro Painters could be the answer you're looking for. Each CertiPro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at CertiPro.com. That's Certa with a C. If you're thinking about getting a paint job done for the interior or exterior of your home, you need to hurry up and get on the schedule soon because it's filling up quickly. So plan for your next project. You'll be happy you did. Cleanliness, thoughtfulness, and attention to detail. You'll get all of it with my friends at CertiPro Painters. So get them scheduled for your project today. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks. Roger Scott for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union and their summer auto loan special. Do not let the summer pass you by without going out on the lake or spending some time with the family, picnicking or camping, or taking advantage of only 2.49% interest on a new ride. No payments for 90 days or 84 months financing. Offer valid on new 22 or 23 models or you can refinance your current auto loan. Apply today at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union with their new branch in Sheridan with continuous service in Saline, Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. You're back in the zone, live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network and online at 1037thebuzz.com. All right, welcome back. That was a fun visit with uh, Coach Caleb Perry down at Boxite. 
He's got a great story. I'd like to have delved a little further into his life a little bit. And uh, I know his faith is a big part of his life. I was reading a story online about it before we had him on. And he mentioned a couple of guys. And when I think of guys like, you know, Caleb Miller and mentioned Jeb Huckabee, too, yeah. a couple of guys that definitely hang their hat on their faith, too. So, anyway, good story there. Wishing them the best this coming season. Uh, speaking of people who are working through faith, how about uh, Tacos for Life? J.D. Carriker's here and um, brought us lunch. Thank you for that. So you're already, uh, you're already very popular around these parts. But uh, welcome. Hey, thanks, man. I'm excited to get to be a part of what you guys are doing, be here on the air, and uh, glad. I love being queso claws. I mean, that's, that's what it is. Nobody's upset when I walk in, because typically I've got tacos, queso, paradise punch, something that's going to make your day a little better. Well, you got a nice beard for sticking some cheese dip in there for later on if you need it, so that's good. So, we were talking in the break. I mean, it really is, the, the Tacos for Live story is remarkable. I'm so glad to have you guys on the buzz and, uh, you know, working with you guys. And it's it's really a, a message that needs to be shared. I think it's amazing what's happening in the worldwide impact that Tacos for Live has had, not just feeding, you know, bellies around Arkansas, but around the world. Right, absolutely. I mean, since our first tacos opened in 2014, we've raised over 30 million meals. It's incredible. We're, worldwide, like this started with Austin and Ashton Samuelson in Conway, Arkansas, and now globally, we're, this restaurant is making an impact like no other. Mm-hmm. To be a part of that, I mean, you've, I mean, you've seen it firsthand and what, what's happening. I mean, give me Kevin some insight into what's, what's going on with that and, and I guess the role that it plays in, this, in the charity you guys work with. Well, uh, man, it's just a, as somebody who, who does live by their faith, you know, I am a, I am a believer. And, and to see the, the impact of what Tacos is doing within the community, um, within within the, just just globally, for us to have impacted over 30 million meals is is such a blessing, and to get to be a part of Tacos for Life and to to go out and um, and to to get to share our food because you know it that I didn't realize I promise I'll quit talking to say I didn't realize the impact of food until you realize like no matter how hangry you might be. You're like, man, I got to get a Snickers or I got to get something or I'm going to I'm going to starve to death. Like over 6200 children die every uh, every day from starvation. Mm. And 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 if just imagine your most hung most hungry part, point of day to where you can't you can't focus on what you're reading or what you're watching or what you're doing and all you need is just a bowl of rice and you get that manna meal and now you're able to you're able to hear the gospel. You're 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 able to to go to school. You're able to get an education, all all because you ate a taco. Yeah. Like that's what you do by coming to Tacos for Life. It's pretty amazing. Twenty six locations from Texas to North Carolina, and many many more coming soon. M- more more coming. Many is subjective, but yes, there are, <laughs> there are, <laughs> no there are uh, uh, there are more coming, and uh, God's just just doing amazing things time and time again with tacos and i'm glad to be a part of this family yeah that's a pretty cool combination for sure yeah uh god god these are tacos tacos approved by the big man <laughs> that's right that's right well listen good good work with you guys i appreciate you bringing us some lunch and uh good luck in the future we'll, we'll get you back up here again awesome thanks guys i appreciate you letting me talk you bet go see our friends at tacos for life go in there and mention you heard it on the buzz today free queso for you that's right that's free, right free queso mention you heard it on the buzz today folks at any of their locations your change can help families of hospitalized children at Ronald McDonald House. Just ask to round up for RMHC when you place your order anytime you're at McDonald's. This way, families of critically ill children can stay at Ronald McDonald House at no cost while their child is receiving life-saving care at a local hospital. All of that change stays right here in Little Rock. So next time you're at McDonald's, ask to round up to 